Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today we are taking a break from our normally scheduled programming to talk about the Discovery Plus original entitled Cocktails and Tall Tales with Melissa McCarthy, also featuring Ina Garten, of course. Um, I was really excited that this happened. I, I said just now that it's a Discovery Plus original. I'm hoping that... Maybe there'll be more episodes of this. I would love like a cocktails and tall tales with insert other celebrities just talking to Ina Garden and, um, you know, BSing and kind of telling them how much they love Ina Garden because I know there are so many celebrities out there that actually, you know, really, really, truly love Ina as much as we all do. So this was a joy to watch. Um, apologies if not everyone has Discovery Plus. If you don't, my goodness get on it because really it has everything you could ever want. I mean, really, on, truly, honestly, almost every episode of the Barefoot Contessa, um, like the original OG series, and then like back to basics as well, too. So a, a goldmine, really, of uh, just countless hours of entertainment. And Ina Garten, what more could you ask for? Um, and I was excited that they chose Melissa McCarthy. I, f- I feel like if you don't know Melissa McCarthy, she is a two-time Academy Award-nominated actress, once for Bridesmaids, and then uh, the second was for Can You Ever Forgive Me? She's also a two-time Emmy Award winner. One was for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy for the television show Mike and Molly, and the other was for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series for hosting SNL. And you might also know her for, um, she was on Gilmore Girls. She played Suki. I did not know that was her name. I looked that up on IMDb before I started recording. Anyway, um, and she was also, um, I mean, she's been in so many movies like uh, Ghostbusters, Spy, uh, The Heat, or uh, I think most recently was like The Kitchen with uh, Elizabeth Moss and, um, Oh my goodness, why am I blanking on her name? Tiffany Haddish. There we go. Um, So yeah, she's a superstar. I love Melissa McCarthy. I truly think that she will eventually one day have an Oscar. I just think like with the momentum and like the star quality and just like amount of sheer both comedic and dramatic talent that she has as an actress, like she is the real deal. And we'll get into it. Uh, She talks about her early days of acting as well too. But I just feel like... She has everything you could ever want in an actress, and uh, I love her, and I love Ina. So let's talk about it, shall we? Um, let's get into this here. So the first two minutes of this was kind of like, it was like sort of an intro, but sort of like intertwining clips of Ina and Melissa kind of talking. So Ina says, I'm a big fan of hers, and it turns out she loves my cookbooks too. So she's in Australia, and I'm in East Hampton, and I thought it'd be really fun to have virtual cocktails. We're shaking up whiskey sours, talking about love, about life, maybe a few secrets, and of course, lots of fun. Um, It's funny, every time I do my little Ina impression, I like I wish you could see what I'm doing because my shoulders are like going in and out and I'm like doing all the Ina hands. Um, I feel like oh, I'm like, obviously you can't see anything I'm doing right now, but like one of like, like the the sort of hands like this or just like, I don't know, 
it's like almost like a um it's almost like a fossy move like my hands go out it doesn't matter anyway um Ina is sporting a, it's like this like deep, it's almost like violet, I guess. It looks like blue and purple at the same time. And a lovely purple scarf. It's like an eggplant sort of color. And her hair is like, um, I almost said crimped, but I guess it's just like curled. I don't know. I don't have hair. I don't have hair. So <laughs> I don't know what that's called. But uh, chime in if you do. And Melissa is wearing a lovely black blouse with uh, sort of like white four-leaf clovers on it. It's really cute. And I also love the color of Melissa's glasses. It's almost like a brown purple. Purple? I was going to I was going to try and like combine them together. That did not work out. It sounds like I just belched or something. Anyway, um, they both look fabulous. I will say that Melissa's setup is far better than Ina's. I don't know what it was. I guess it was also because it was um, like the time difference too. It was 8 a.m. for Melissa. But like the crew for Ina, they could have stepped it up. Where were they? So Ina's sort of leading the way here. She asks how, how Melissa ended up in Australia in a pandemic, no less, says Ina. Uh, and it turns out Melissa was filming a TV show in L.A. She said a show. I don't know what TV show that is. I'm I'm intrigued. I don't know what what that what this is about. I just looked on her IMDb for recent projects or upcoming projects, and I, I didn't see anything that sort of like matched what was happening. So regardless, um, and then she goes on to say, you know, and then the pandemic happened, and then I guess this same show that she was supposed to film in LA asked her if she wanted to film it in Australia instead, and she really kind of was opposed to the idea, you know, just like uprooting her family and just you know going to australia it seemed like a big ask to just like ask her family to do that but i guess she ran it by her daughter and her daughter was like uh yeah let's go i mean who wouldn't really i mean i feel like um they said this in the episode or this you know this special that australia is one of the safest places um out there i guess and i i mean australia is like huge and i also feel like from what i'm seeing that australia also handled the pandemic really well too um, maybe not in all parts of Australia, but I do I do see like people like out and about and like clubs and bars and stuff, which, oh, gosh, I hope we're close anyway. Um, and Melissa says it feels like we landed in paradise, too. They showed a couple of pictures of her and Ben, and it just looks amazing. It it really does look like paradise. So I'm very jealous. Um, so next, Ina says, she announces, we can't have a party without cocktails. So they are making whiskey sours. This is actually my mom's favorite drink. And I feel like I've had, a, I've never like properly ordered a whiskey sour. Um, it makes, you know, like when you, because I feel like it's just always made with that like really syrupy sour mix like it, it tastes like I'm starting to drool just thinking of it because or just like salivate because it's it's too sour it's just like crazy and anytime I've had one at a bar I've had a sip and then just like immediately like pucker and just say Ugh. um but I would totally try these I mean I think the difference between that and what Ina makes obviously fresh ingredients equal a better cocktail. So Melissa has all the fixins sort of just like lined up on her counter and Ina just like instructs her instructs her how to make it. Uh, the first is a three quarters three quarters a cup of bourbon and then half a cup of fresh squeezed lime juice, which I, I've talked about lime juice in the past too. Like, oh my gosh, how many limes would it take to get like half a cup of lime juice? I feel like one lime is like 
<laughs> it's like one t like teaspoon of juice, but they did it. And then half a cup of fresh squeezed lemon juice. And then um, uh, sugar syrup, which is one cup sugar, one cup water. Um, and it just, you basically cook it on a stovetop until it just, the sugar melts and becomes uh, a syrup. So, but it wasn't, the recipe itself did not call for a whole cup of that. It was just two thirds of a cup. And that's it. And then Ina asks if Melissa actually likes whiskey sours. And Melissa says yes, but I'm not sure if Melissa really likes them. It was kind of just like, what are you going to say no to Ina Garden? Um, Melissa says she does like a Manhattan. I like an old fashioned myself. I've said that before on the podcast, but I do like a Manhattan as well. Um, I also feel that like Ina, not everyone is going to make an Ina Garden level whiskey sour. I think this kind of goes back to what I was saying before as like, I don't know, maybe fancy restaurants would have fresh squeezed lime juice and fresh squeezed lemon juice. Um, but I, I doubt that. So I think that like the way that Ina is making them right now is like sort of like an exception to the rule that most of the time when you do order a whiskey sour, I don't know, maybe people are ordering whiskey sours all the time and they're delicious. So uh, we'll see what happens. So next, Ina holds up a glass for whiskey sours that her assistant got her for Christmas. And it's like a gag because the glass is like humongous. And Melissa makes a joke. She says, if your wrist gets tired, you can just dunk your head in it, <laughs> which is good. I'm glad that like Melissa, I mean, of course, Melissa is going to be different than like any character she plays on screen. But I did, I, I wanted like some zaniness in here. And I feel like that was like a little bit of that sprinkled in like the like the true Melissa McCarthy sort of sense of humor. I'm glad that she can sort of still like throw those in. Um, but Ina, I mean, she laughs, I think. And and she kind of just continues with, uh, you know, the process here. Ina says that shaking uh, in a cocktail shaker helps dilute the drink so it's not too strong. And then like Melissa makes a joke, you know, something that's like, well, I, I always skip that step. Um, but I guess it does. I mean, I, I think it really does help balance out the drink, obviously, to like shake it or mix it up and combine the ingredients. But I do like, especially if something's really strong, like just kind of letting it sit for like two minutes, uh, especially if it's like a Manhattan um, or even an old fashioned or obviously this too, to just kind of take the bite out of it a little bit because it can be a little strong, for lack of a better word. Ina has her own whiskey sour mix that she pours into her own shaker and she's shaking it up and she says, how fun is this? And Melissa says, I mean, can we do this every day? Which is kind of, I mean, I know I would definitely say that <laughs> to her. And Ina simply replies, yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was a very weird yeah. But uh, she's like, okay. Um, so shake, shake, shake. They are shaking their cocktails and then they pour it out. And Ina says that her father always had these as a kid and they that he used to give her the cherry at the end of the drink, which explains why she has like such an affinity for them, which I think is very sweet. Um, so they each take a sip. Uh, and Melissa says that it makes quite the morning drink because I guess apparently it was, I don't know if they said it was 8 a.m. or 8.30 when they were filming. But anyways, the conversation continues. So next, Ina says, So Melissa, you don't know this, but we actually have a lot of things in common. And Ina says, first, and I've never said this out loud, but I'm going to tell you that she actually majored in, or like her first semester or maybe first year, she started, well, I guess she just says she started 
uh, college in fashion design. And then she's like, which is hilarious because I wear the same thing every day, which we all know. I mean, I think, and Melissa kind of goes into this here. She's, she kind of sticks up for Ina's fashion choices, though. She says, you know, she's like, it's classic. You know, it works for you. It makes sense to you. Like, why not just go for you know, a closet of, you know, oversized dress shirts, like black, denim, blue, white, done. I think there is something sophisticated about that as well at the same time. It's it's kind of like a signature look in a way too. And then Melissa like chimes in and she's like, the older I get, the more I get into, uh, what does she say? Like, <laughs> like settling into like a uniform, uh, so to speak of like just the same stuff that she wears. I feel like during the pandemic, p- pandemic, we've all sort of like adopted our own uniforms. Mine is like, I feel like the most powerful, like when I wear like a pair of like really cozy socks, my green sweatpants, and then really just like any kind of hoodie. But I have like a pit hoodie that my friend Jamie gave me. And it's, uh, it's when I feel most powerful and also when I feel most comfy. So there's that. Uh, anyway, um, this kind of the, the reason why they're talking about this, too, is because they talk about Melissa's new fashion line, which they really I, I was kind of intrigued by this. I think I kind of knew that that this was happening or maybe it already exists. Um, either way, worth looking into. Um, and she talks about uh, I asks her, like, what? what made you want to start a fashion line? And Melissa talks about how when she was younger, like growing up in the 80s, she wanted nothing but like a white linen blazer. Uh, And she was sort of amazed at the process. I I, I believe her grandma, uh, grandmother made it for her. And it was it was just really cool to watch her make the blazer and also just, you know, take a piece of fabric and just like whip it up into this like perfectly tailored, uh, you know, blazer for her to wear and how it was like and how it made her feel more than anything too because it was tailored for her it was made for her and especially when it comes from your grandmother uh slam dunk so and and melissa said she went to college for textiles and then um i think that was the end of that conversation oh yeah because next she turns it around to talk about how ina um went from like or just started out um, working at the White House in like nuclear policy and energy budgets for like the Carter administration. Um, so Ina does go on to say that she, uh, even though she started out in um, fashion design, that she also studied economics and business. And I feel that that was like kind of how she met Jeffrey because I feel like Jeffrey, I mean, I feel like Jeffrey's written like six books about economics at this point. Um but she continues to say when Jeffrey moved to Washington for grad school, Ina was just like, somehow I convinced, you know, the, the White House to hire me. Like if it was just like her walking through the front door and saying like, can I work here? Um, which is interesting. But I, I think obviously Ina was qualified. I don't think she just waltzed in there. But Ina quickly turns it around to ask Melissa how she got into acting. And this is like a crazy story to me. Like her, I mean, not too crazy, but just like I would never agree to this. Um, I guess Melissa moved to New York City, as most like young aspiring actors do. And she, I guess, like had this friend. That, um, she's like, can I crash on your couch? And he's like, totally um come on down and then she gets to new york to like move to new york not just like you know i need i'm just gonna couch hop until i find a place like and then once she got to the apartment she realized that her friend didn't live at the apartment he too was crashing on the couch and 
that would have been like so I would have been like so mortified to just be like oh my god I did not know and then like the real roommate was like or like the person who owned the apartment was like um he invited you to crash on the couch even though he's crashing on the couch uh I'm I'm assuming I mean I guess it all worked out but that would have been like very stressful for me (laughs) um anyway that same night or like the second night in New York uh this friend who lied to her about sleeping on the couch, um, just like made her do stand up. And I would never be able to do this. I took like a stand up comedy sort of like a workshop. It was like six weeks. Um, it was like right before the pandemic, actually, in 2020, because I've always wanted to do it. And it was great. And I learned like so much stuff about just like myself and like, because uh, I, 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 have acted in shows before too but this is like stand-up is like a totally different beast and if there's one thing that I've learned is that like it takes prep I think the best stand-up comics out there make it look like there isn't prep which is why people think that they can just stand up and like do it on a whim like Melissa McCarthy did but as Melissa said she was you know she was 20 years old she's like all right fine and she didn't really know any better so she just got up there and did like a couple minutes and uh, she was like, I'm sure it was terrible. And Ina was like, I'm sure it was hilarious. It might've been, who knows? Um, and then the next day she kind of called her parents and said, I'm not going back to college. I'm going to pursue stand up." And they were like, oh, good. <laughs> I was like, your parents are very understanding, but she kind of justifies it in a way that, um, I guess when Melissa was in fashion design, they thought that was like a more um, like rocky road, I guess. And then like Melissa made a joke about like, because stand up is so like, you know, there's so much job security and stand up comedy. But either way, I'm sure they knew that like Melissa worked hard and that she would, you know, find her way. She just like figured it out. So next they bring up this random fact that Ina has, or I guess like had, a pilot's license. And she tells the story about like way back in the day about how Jeffrey was a a paratrooper in a Green Beret. And Ina says like, a real tough guy. And then she laughs. Um, I guess when Ina went to college, there was an airport across the street from where she lived. And Ina just like marched across the street one day and asked to be taught how to fly a plane. And of course they said, because it was like, the times i guess i don't know if this is like 60s or 70s i'm not really sure uh they basically said like no way jose we're not teaching a girl how to fly but um ina insisted and they had i guess apparently they had someone from a neighboring town come in to teach her and i guess not to be um what's the word i'm looking for not to be outdone jeffrey also tried to get his pilot's license. I guess the story's kind of convoluted, but I think he got it. But the day that he had to like do a solo flight, I guess for like the test, he they didn't know this at the time, but he was actually dyslexic. So he, he like picked like the clearest day of the year and flew very low so he could almost read the signs on the highway because he just I guess he couldn't see them far away. And then when he could read them, obviously dyslexia uh, dyslexia was a problem for him. But somehow he got through it. And that was kind of the end of the story. I was like, did he get his license? I don't know. Um, It just adds to the whole like, you know, anthology of Jeffrey being like, (laughs) I could just picture like a cartoon of Jeffrey in a cartoon plane, just like, I don't even know, like flying down the highway in like East Hampton and just, uh, you know, crashing into one of those windmills (laughs) like a historic windmill in East Hampton Uh, 
but he's the best. Um, so they pivot back to um, Aina sort of uh, taking taking over the, the Barefoot Contessa, which we all know is the specialty food store. Um, that she maintained for a number of years. And I'm, I'm really glad they, they brought this up, even for my own sake, too, because I, even though she talks about taking it over, she doesn't really talk about, like, the nitty-gritty stuff of, like, how much she worked. It really does drive home the fact that, like, Ina really did work like a dog, like, early in her career. Like, she worked hard. And Melissa says... And I'm glad Melissa asked it this way. She's like, does everyone just think you just like floated in and landed where you are today? Because they must have been like 15, 18 hour days. And Ina basically tells this story about how she would get up. I don't know if this is like an everyday thing or maybe a once a week thing, but it sounds terrible. Um, she would wake up at midnight, drive down to New York City in a station wagon and just pick up like all the stuff that she needed for the specialty food store, like raisins and nuts and smoked salmon, whatever she could get her hands on. And then she would arrive back to the store. She actually said at 9 p.m., but I think she meant to say 9 a.m. because that doesn't make sense if she left at midnight. I'm assuming she like got to the store in order to kind of restock it before the store opened at 9 a.m. That's the story that makes the most sense, at least in my brain. So we'll go with that. And then Melissa asked, you know, like, was did you ever second guess anything was it sort of like this leap of faith and a very simple answer Ina just says like she walked in the specialty food store and they were baking chocolate chip cookies and she and she basically just said like this is where I want to be I don't want to be back at my desk in Washington I'm like if only it was that easy for all of us but in many ways it is I guess it's like the the I mean if she was like sort of financially independent or like dependent on Jeffrey like I'm sure they were both making good money at that point too so that they could sort of take this or start this next chapter you know and and sort of take that leap and and know that it would just figure itself out and because I think the hardest part of taking risks like that is just like actually doing it there's more like stress and anxiety and the thought of doing it rather than just like doing it and then like reacting and then like making it happen and I guess like waking up at midnight and driving to New York City and uh, was part of that. So interesting stuff. I, I was really happy to sort of get a behind the scenes look at that. I would be really interested to talk more about that with her. I'm like, when I eventually interview Ina, it'll happen. Um, so next, Ina asks if Ben and Melissa cook a lot. And Melissa says she does cook a lot. Um, but she she likes cooking more so than baking. She does do Ina's uh, coconut macaroons. And Ben uh, tends to really bake a lot of breads. I guess that's his thing. And Melissa asks if cooking was something that Ina did earlier in life. And and Ina just kind of like cackled at the question because her mother, Ina said her mother kind of hated cooking. And the moment that Ina got married, like it was just sort of like, I guess one of those things where like she got, I think Ina said like she got dinner on the table and that was it. But I don't think there was really any like, joy it was just something that you know her mother did because that's what mothers did and when Ina got married to Jeffrey she she said she took like Craig Claiborne's New York Times cookbook and just like got to work and I think she did say something about um that her grandmother really really liked to cook so I think that's where she kind of uh maybe got the bug I guess a little bit uh next they talk about hosting uh, or I guess like entertaining and um, 
I don't know if Ina asked Melissa a question about this, but Melissa, what I have in my notes is uh, Melissa said, I want to be able to go to my own party, which I feel like is very on par for, like we said many times on The Good Vanilla, um, basically translates to, I, I don't want to be stressed out so much that I'm going to not, that I'm going to forget to have fun and enjoy the party that I plan. And she talks about, this is Melissa, how she used to host Thanksgiving and how she would like really go all out. She wanted like the pressed like white linens and all this other like bougie stuff. And it, it stressed her out and it, it didn't become fun anymore. Um, and then she talks about how I guess Melissa and her friends used to host weekly dinner parties, I guess like every Monday. And one of the themes, I guess they got like pretty drunk one night and they're like, next week is going to be corn themed. <laughs> and so everyone brought corn dishes i mean i do love corn but i the fact that like if it was just all corn i think that would be a problem and it, that was like you know the punchline or the sort of point of the story is that it didn't really turn out that well so next ina says melissa i want to talk about acting because i have no idea how to do it <laughs> and then melissa talks about how um she started in stand-up but that she didn't really love the rooms like how guys would just like heckle her and it's like it's so hard for women in comedy I feel like as far as like stand-up like as far as just like because it's such a guys it's such a boys club and just like the amount of men that would just be like take your shirt off and like say things like that in the audience that she just didn't like the dynamic of having this sort of be in like self-preservation mode to kind of like ward off the hecklers because she would like I feel like she'd be really good at it just sort of like shooting back and then eventually like she would win but then the person would feel bad and then she felt bad and so she just started going to acting classes and then she um basically went from stand-up to what she says was three or four years of straight dramatic stage work which I really do feel like in in, in retrospect like helped pave the way for her to 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 be able to toggle back and forth between dramatic roles and like comedy I feel this is my opinion I feel like it is much harder I feel like let me like collect my thoughts here I feel that comedians or people that are funny or maybe known for doing you know predominantly co comedic roles are make better dramatic actors I think like it's or maybe a better way to say that I think it's harder for dramatic actors to try to do comedy rather than comedians to do drama if that makes sense that's just my opinion anyway um Ina asks what does she ask next oh she asks when um Melissa met Ben and essentially they met at the Groundlings in LA which for those of you who don't know what the Groundlings are it's kind of just like it's an improv uh group it's like it's like a breeding ground for like future SNL cast members and just like a ton of big names in the comedy world today, whether it's like stand up or TV or film, like I'd say a, a really like large majority of them like can be traced back to being in the Groundlings too. It's sort of like boot camp for like comedic actors and writers and stuff like that. So she talks about how um, the first day of like her of Melissa being at the Groundlings, she they sort of went around the circle and like just talked about like where everyone went to school. And she said she went to college in the same town that Ben grew up in, uh, Carbondale, I believe is what it's called. And when eventually got to Ben, 
I mean, she said like, oh, it's Carbondale. No one's ever heard of it, blah, 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 blah. And then it got to Ben. He's like, actually, I'm from Carbondale. And (laughs) Melissa was like, great. I've already pissed off someone in the group. Um, But they, they, they connected. And then it sort of just grew from there. And she says, really, it was like they were best friends before they even started to date. So there was like a really solid foundation. And Ina chimes in to say that one of the things that has made her marriage work is that she still thinks that Jeffrey is hilarious and that he still makes her laugh after 52 years, which I think is very sweet. Next, there was like sort of like a bit about how Melissa played Sean Spicer. There's really nothing of note in that section, I guess. Um, Because the next section is what we've all been waiting for, bringing the boys in. I will say... Again, the production value of Melissa versus Ina, it's uh, pretty staggering because Jeffrey looks so old. I mean, I know he is old, but it's just like the lighting and just like, I don't know, they needed a ring light or something. I'm like, what was what was happening on the day that they filmed this? No one, no one will know. But he just looks so old. Um, but he was still cute. So it doesn't matter. But um, and Ben looks really cute. He's wearing like this pink cardigan and it has like a white dress shirt underneath and it has like mini pink cupcakes on it. It's so cute. So well done, Ben. I don't know if Melissa picked that out for you or if you picked that out for yourself, but um, bravo. So they kind of, you know, it's like near the end of the show here. We're like sort of almost wrapping up, but they have like this rapid fire, like Instagram uh, question uh, segment it's really cute so the first question was is for Melissa and Ben and Ina says do you really have seven golden retrievers and I feel that's sort of like a nod to bridesmaids maybe because and at the end of the the movie she's well not the end but like after the uh like the bridal shower um <laughs> Melissa <clears throat> like Melissa McCarthy's character like drives by because she steals all the puppies I don't know maybe that's what they were thinking who knows or maybe there's like some rumor out there that Uh, Melissa has seven golden retrievers, but the answer is no. Uh, She has two. One of them is named Betty. She kind of like pulls out her necklace. She's like, this is my Betty. I'm like, what about the other one, Melissa? (laughs) Um, But anyway, Melissa asks if Ina and Jeffrey have pets. And Ina quickly says, no, no pets, no kids. And I knew it. They hate dogs. Um, Or at least Ina does. So maybe Jeffrey, I feel like Jeffrey wants a dog. And Ina said, no, that's that's what I'm going to go with. Um... Ina asks Ben and Melissa, what advice do you have for being together 24-7, especially in um, quarantine? And Ben says to have fun, to laugh, to be patient. And um, and I guess the, the question was like then flipped to Ina and Jeffrey. And Jeffrey chimes in and he says, uh, I've never been at home so long for such a long period of time. And at first I was worried. And Ina, <laughs> Ina like whips around. She's like, what do you mean you were worried? She's like, this is new. She And Ina's like, I made you breakfast, lunch and dinner for like six months. It was so funny. I It just seemed like a genuine, <laughs> just sort of like almost argument that wasn't an argument. It was just like kind of bickering. It was just funny that like, uh, Jeffrey's like, ugh, I just have it so bad over here. And Ina's like, I made you meals for six months. <laughs> it was really cute. And and uh, Melissa and Ben were laughing really hard at that too, as I would be. Um, the next question, which we all know the answer to, Melissa asks, does Jeffrey cook? And Jeffrey, you know, perfectly timed says go to the next question. And uh, Ina chimes in and says, Jeffrey makes really good coffee. And and then Jeffrey says, Ina raves about my coffee. 
And Ina says something like, what could go wrong? It's water and it's coffee. And she's like, and I told him how to do it uh, or showed him or taught him or whatever it was. Uh, it was fun. Um, and then Melissa asks Ina, have you ever hosted someone for dinner that you were like really nervous about? Or do you still get nervous to host uh, you know, maybe some high profile celebrities or whoever it happens to be at her home. And she says, yes. Um, and specifically she hosted, um, Chuck Williams of Williams, uh, Williams Sonoma and his team, I guess, I guess they were maybe doing a photo shoot of some sort, but Ina decided to make uh, a kitchen clam bake that has like mussels and shrimp and potatoes. And I mean, we all know what a clam bake is. Um, and she served the entire clam bake and for, and she kept the lobster in the um, in the oven to keep them warm, but then forgot to take them out of the oven and <laughs> forgot to serve them pretty much on top of the clam bake. So the next day they woke up and Jeffrey's like, what a great meal that was. And he's like, but I don't remember eating lobster. And Ina was like, oh my God, um, which is a great story, to be honest. Um, I would have been sad because I love lobster, but I probably wouldn't have known any better anyway. I bet you it was a lot of lobster, too, because lobster, lobster is expensive. So next, Ben asks, uh, what do you like to eat that you don't cook for yourself? Which I think is actually a really good question. I was trying to think of what I would answer. Ugh, I don't even know. I mean, pretty much anything. I mean, I like cooking, but, like, pretty much anything that I order out when I go to a restaurant, like... It could be any, I mean, it could be like pad thai for all I'm concerned too. But um, Jeffrey said, <laughs> Jeffrey answers everything since I don't cook and everyone laughs. And Ina says, bouillabaisse, which I have never had nor tried. She says something about fish heads. Great. And then she mentions like uh, a very swanky restaurant on like the, in the south of France that they like, pr they only served bouillabaisse and now they're closed, unfortunately. And I was like, <laughs> I was, it's just like such a, a flex, you know what I mean? Like when, well, there's this great restaurant in the south of France, you have to go. And I would just be like, all right, well, never going to get there. I mean, especially since it's closed, we really are never going to get there. Um, and the last, uh, like one of the last questions I think is Melissa asks, what's one piece of advice that you have for, I guess for life really. And, um, and Ina says, it's what Jeffrey told me. It's do what you love. And if you love it, you'll be really good at it. I say that. <laughs> okay. Yes. But I'm also like, I, 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 I think like the, the practical person within me is also like, just because you want something or want to be good at it doesn't mean you might. I don't know. I agree with it. Like on paper. Yes. I think it's like a very sweet sentiment, but also like. If someone wants to be like a good, I don't know, a good singer and they just don't have a good voice or something like that, like you're never going to be, I don't know, who am I? I'm like, I'm like crushing people's dreams. I am I guess I'm just being like a Scrooge about it. But there is like some, I think there's some flawed logic to that. But for the most part, yes, if you, if you love it and you really are passionate about it and you work very hard yes, you will be good at it. And, um, and there's that. Um, and Melissa says, that's very good advice. I believe that with my whole heart. And then Jeffrey said, who gave you that advice? And they all laugh. And then Ben jumps in at the end there. And he says, the best advice is the advice that you forget giving. And they all are just rolling in the aisles. 
Um, so they're wrapping up and I think like one of the, I I feel like it was something that like Melissa had planned on telling Ina earlier and they just kind of stuck it at the end. Their daughter Vivian, when it was, I, I, I don't know how old her daughter is now. I feel like she has two daughters regardless, um, that when it was Vivian's bedtime that they used to watch the Barefoot Contessa and that one of Vivian's first words was Ina and that ganache is also one of her first words. I mean, what more could you ask for really? Um, and then Ina, like the segue into this is just like terrible, but whatever. Ina says, I've read somewhere that you actually want us to be BFFs. Can, can we formally say that we are? And Melissa like screeches basically like squeals with the light. I mean, I would too, as would everyone else. And she says, yes. And then Melissa, as as the credits are rolling, Melissa says, I'm going to get us matching sweaters. And then Ina laughs. And then they all just sort of like cheers and they fade out. Oh, what a lovely episode. I hope that they do more. I, I don't want this to be like a one-off situation. I wouldn't mind. I mean, if it is, it is. But I, I really just like want to put that energy out there that there will be others. I would love to see like Tina Fey come in, um, just like comedic actresses and more women that just love Ina and can, you know, just kind of hang out and have cocktails and gab for a little bit. I love that idea. Uh, So next week we will be back to our normally scheduled programming and we actually have a guest next week that I'm super excited for, but more on that later. Uh, In the meantime, thank you again for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at GoodVanillaPod. And you can also send me an email at GoodVanillaPod at gmail.com. And I also have a Facebook group for The Good Vanilla. Very searchable. Just type in The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kochanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.